All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees lose to the Orioles 3-1 to on Thursday night at the stadium. After dropping Wednesday's game, they drop Thursday's game, they drop two out of three to the Orioles, they lose the series, and if not for Aaron Judge's heroics in the bottom of the ninth on Tuesday, they get swept. I guess you could say, if not for Nestor Cortez and Aaron Boone's combined implosion on Wednesday, they win two out of three, but uh, they had a chance to, to win the series, they had a chance to get swept, ultimately they end up losing two out of three in what was a really disappointing, frustrating series against a team one of the two teams the Yankees are chasing in the standings and the Orioles, they lose a game in the standings to them, uh, and now they get ready for the Padres this weekend. And a lot of people, whether you're a casual baseball fan, uh, you know, daily baseball fan, really care about a team, a lot of those people will always say, oh, it's April, it's early, it's May, it's early. But I think the consensus first checkpoint of the season to get you know, measure your team, the barometer of how your season's going is usually Memorial Day. So that's this weekend. That's Monday. Uh, between now and then, the Yankees will play the Padres three times. So the measuring stick the first time of the season, you know, it's now, then it's the all-star break, and then you've got the stretch run. But we're here. We're at the first checkpoint. The season is basically a third of the way over. Kind of hard to believe, but it is. And the Yankees are in a good spot. I mean, you know, to reach the postseason, they're in a good spot. To win the division, they're not in a good spot. Uh, and it's games like what you saw the last couple nights that are the reason they're not in a good spot. You know, let Tampa do what they do against the bad teams. Race off to this crazy start, pile this historic amount of wins early on. That's fine. The Yankees can do that. They can hold their own against the bad teams. They've done it. They swept the A's. They swept the Reds. They're not going to see the A's and the Reds in the postseason. They're not those two teams aren't in the AL East. They're not going to pass them to win the division. The first thing they need to pass to win the division is the Orioles, and you can't be losing these home series, these tight games, these low-scoring tight games. It just can't happen. And after Nestor Cortez blew the five-run lead, or four-run lead, rather, five-one, four-run lead on Wednesday uh, in a situation he probably shouldn't have been in. I get that his pitch count was low at 77. I get that it's not exactly the toughest part of the Orioles' order. But if you look at the data, which the Yankees believe in so heavily, because why wouldn't they? They base all their decisions on it. No other starter outside of Garrett Cole, who has his own special rules, gets to face the lineup three times in what is a close game. Four runs is a relatively close game with three innings to go at Yankee Stadium. Cortez shouldn't have been out there. He should not have been out there. 1,500 OPS against, third time through the lineup, 500 the first time, 600 the second time, skyrockets to 1,500 the third time. So what happened isn't a surprise. It's surprising that it was Adam Frazier, who has, I think, 49 career home runs in eight years. It was surprising it was him, but he shouldn't have been there. And you could blame Boone for that because he's the one who let him out there, let him go back out there, let him stay out there, let him put two on, let him face another guy because it was a lefty. But at the same time, it's kind of Cortez's fault, too, because it's like, just get Adam Frazier out. You know, he didn't facing Rushman. He's not facing Santander. He's not facing Mullins. He's facing Adam Frazier. You can't be letting that guy ding one off the pole. And and to that point, once it becomes a one-run game, you can't, if you're booing, you can't go to Jimmy Cordero there. Jimmy Cordero, he's good. He's He's solid. He's a good, you know, he's not the last guy on the roster from the bullpen, but he's not, he's not... Marinaccio, King, Holmes, Peralta. He's somewhere in the middle there. That's fine. That's a good place for him. He's got the, the stats this season to back that up. He shouldn't be in there when you're nine outs away. 
from winning the game, a one-run game against the Orioles, go to the elite guys. There was an off day Monday. Boone didn't use them the way he could have in Cincinnati and Toronto. He gave them rest. Four situations like the other night, and he didn't use them. And it came back to screw them, and they lose that game that they sh- they should have won. They should have won. And earlier in the season when Cole blew up against the Rays, and then a week later you had McClanahan blow up against the Yankees. Those negated each other. Then this week you have the Judge home run, the crazy comeback on Tuesday. But then the Orioles have their crazy comeback on Wednesday, so those negate each other. You can't keep canceling out your good wins with bad losses because that'll get you running in place in the division, and that's where the Yankees are right now, seven back of the Rays in the loss column and overall, and five back of the Orioles in the loss column. It's a lot of ground to make up. They've already played the Orioles twice. They've already played the Rays twice. They only have two series left against both of those teams because of the balanced schedule this season. They're probably not going to be able to make that up on their own because of the limited amount of games they have. So then they'll be going out looking for help, looking for other teams to do damage against them. And that's not what you want. You want to be able to control where you are in your own spot. And yes, they can still do that to a point. But if you think they're just going to like run the table against the Rays and Orioles, who are you know, at least equal to the Yankees, most likely better, right now on paper better because of the Yankees' injuries and because all of the holes they have, even when they're completely healthy, uh, it's just it's not great. And then you have Thursday night's game where Kyle Gibson on the mound, who can't beat the Yankees, has never been able to beat the Yankees, doesn't pitch well against them. I think he's 0-5 with like some ridiculous ERA like in the 6-7 range going into Thursday night's game. He When he was with the Twins, they had lost the last eight times he started against the Yankees. I think are all eight he's ever started against the Yankees, rather. That's a matchup the Yankees need to take advantage of. And instead... Outside of Glaber Torres' leadoff single to start the bottom of the first, they didn't get another hit until the seventh inning. One hit through six innings, and then they pick up another hit in the seventh, but that's all they get there. They end up scoring a meaningless run in the ninth because they were never coming back down three runs, and an abysmal performance from the offense. And on Thursday, you had Randy Levine being asked uh, about getting rid of Hicks, and he said the priority is to put the best team on the field. So he said the priority is to put the best team on the field. And then his manager, a few hours later, posted a lineup that had Willie Calhoun 5th, Volpe 6th, Cabrera 7th, Rortved 8th, and and Craig Allen ninth. I don't know how that's the best team. I don't know how that's the best team. I mean, at this point, the Yankees, they can't get the best team because the offseason passed them by and they missed out on the opportunity to have the best team by filling gaps and, and holes on, on their roster through free agency. So instead, this is what you get. And John Carlos Stanton's on his way back. Josh Donaldson's on his way back. For Josh Donaldson, it's it's not going to become 2015. He's not the AL MVP from the Blue Jays anymore. For Stanton, he's not the NL MVP from the Marlins anymore. These guys are who not who their name has made them out to be at this point in their careers. So if you think that they're going to come back and just save the day, you're mistaken. They're going to be better, at least Stanton will be better than the options like Calhoun or Bowers or whoever it may be. Donaldson, I don't know that you could say the same. I I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he comes back and posts an OPS close to some of these other guys in the 600, high fives, low 600 range, which is just despicable given what the Yankees are, you know, (laughs) taking on that salary, allowing the Twins to sign Carlos Correa. It's just hard to fathom and hard to stomach. Um, But... 
the Yankees, they get one hit, and then they get to the seventh. It's one nothing still. They're only trailing by one run at this point because Clark Schmidt had a, had a strong outing. And Willie Calhoun leads off the seventh with a single, brings up Oswaldo Cabrera, who bangs into a double play, ends the threat. And Oswaldo Cabrera, it's time it's time he goes back to the minors. Uh, he can't be in the majors anymore. He's, he's hitting 199. He's got a 553 OPS. He doesn't get on base. His baseball savant page is just full of blue. He's in the bottom percentiles for everything. Barrel rate, hard hit balls, expected batting average, expected slugging. He doesn't do anything well. It's, I'm sorry, he doesn't. Yeah, he plays a lot of positions. Whoop-de-doo. He can't hit major league pitching. And I think he will at some point. Hopefully he can return to the player he was that we saw in the second half of last season when he got called up. But he can't figure it out here on the fly at the major league level. It's just it's just too much. He can't play anymore. He can't. He can't. He's been atrocious. He's been atrocious. And, and that's saying something for me to call him out when some of these other names you have on the roster, he's been worse than those. He can't. He can't be on the team, so he's got to go down. He's got to go down. Unfortunately, he probably won't. He'll just keep playing every single day. Because um, I think the moves when Stanton and Donaldson come back will be to, you know, they'll remove Calhoun, they'll remove Bowers. I think those will be the moves. Unless they're scared of losing those guys, which I would never be scared of losing either of those guys. And then maybe Cabrera goes down and one of those guys stays. Uh, either way you look at it, two of those people have to come out of the lineup. And, you know, Josh Donaldson, for as bad as he's been as a Yankee, for as big of a pain in the ass as he's been, you kind of want him back at this point. Because there was at least a time in his career when he was, you know, not just good, but a star. He was an MVP. You you want, you maybe he can find that for a couple weeks. He never found it last season. Maybe he'll find it this season. That's what this team needs. Because outside of Torres, sometimes, and Judge, and Rizzo, that's been it. You know, Bader's giving you some moments. He's been strong. He's been good. He's been better than I think anyone would have thought. Uh, but LeMahieu's been not good, and I, I think he's injured based on the, the idiotic fucking bunt from the other night. Um, and then he didn't play on Thursday, so I don't know what's going on there. Maybe we'll find out more on Friday. Um, and then the other options are, are shitty players like Calhoun and Bowers who may not get another job once the Yankees get rid of them. And then you've got, you know, Greg Allen, who's just there as a fourth outfielder to pinch run and play defense in the late innings. It's not good. This team is not is not very good. I, they're good in the sense of, like, yeah, you want to compare them to the A's or the Reds. Yeah, they're great. But when you stack them up against the Rays or the Orioles or the Astros, because those are the teams that you'll be in contention against in the AL, they're not better than those teams. You know, I think at best right now you'd say they're equal. There's no way you'd make a case they're better than the Rays or the Orioles or the Astros. And then you got the Blue Jays to worry about. you got the Red Sox to worry about. And the Astros, you know, they had their own problems getting off to a crappy start. Um, but, you know, they've played much better of late. They're only three back of the Rangers, who I think they'll pass. They've played most of the season without Altuve. They haven't had Brantley. So they're getting two guys back who are actual game-changing bats. Once they have Altuve back full-time, he like plays a game that has a game off right now. And once they have Brantley back, whenever that may be, those are two game-changing bats. It's not Stanton, who you hope can be the player he, he was, uh, I guess you'd say, as recently as 2021 at times. And Donaldson, who at the same, you're like trying to turn the clock back at least two years for both. Um, so, 
that's kind of the state of the lineup. But to get back to Thursday's game, so the Yankees blow that chance in the seventh with the Cabrera double play. They go to the eighth and, uh, you know, ends up being a two-run inning for the Orioles because Boone has to let Nick Ramirez pitch and can't give Clay Holmes a clean inning. So Clay Holmes comes in with two on and gives up a double, which scores the two runs. And then the Yankees end up scoring a run in the ninth, which, you know, if the game unfolds that same way, may have changed the game, may have tied the game. Who knows what happens? But it didn't get to that point because Boone decided the one-run game on Tuesday to use his elite relievers. But then on Thursday, he decided not to do that, and he couldn't keep the lead close. It went from one run to three runs, and this team, with six outs to go, down three runs, was never coming back. Never. And the Orioles, they did a smart thing this weekend. Judge beat them on Tuesday, a game-tying home run. And then they determined, hey, Aaron Judge is the entire offense. He's not beating us again. Took the bat out of his hands, gave him nothing to hit. He walked five times. He only had one hit in the series. Their one hit was the home run. So you're going to start seeing that. We saw this last year in July and August when the Yankees were banged up and they had injuries and they'd score one run a game and it was only because of Judge. That's what you're going to start to see. You're going to start to see no one pitch to him because why would you? Only when Rizzo is on is there anyone else who's a real true threat. You know, Torres, yeah, he'll have his moments here and there, but he's not consistent enough. If you don't let Judge beat you, the Yankees offense can't beat you. They can't. You know, every once in a while, they'll have some random game where they score seven runs, but that's not going to be the norm. The norm is what you've seen these last few nights when they couldn't hit Kyle Gibson, when they needed a miraculous ninth inning comeback. That's that's what you're going to get. And this weekend against the Padres is a big weekend because the Padres are trying to save their own season. You know, they went out, spent all this money, the last couple of years, got a new manager, gave Tatis a trillion dollars, Bogarts all this money, Machado all this money, tried to get Trey Turner, tried to get Aaron Judge, traded for Josh Hader, signed Matt Carpenter, signed Bogarts, made all these moves, and, and they've been horrible. They're four games under 500. They, you know, needed to come back against the Nationals. On Thursday in D.C., they were down to the final out, uh, two outs in the ninth with Rudin Odor up and two on, and, and he hit a three-run home run to give them the lead that they held on to. Uh, without that, they're even in a worse spot. But I don't know. Is that going to be their defining moment of their season that turns their season around, and now they go off in the West and pass the Giants and pass the Diamondbacks and go against the Dodgers? I hope not because that means this weekend will be part of that uh, launch pad for them to have a great season. And you know how I reference the ex-Yankees, the law of the ex-Yankees, when – Players who formerly played for the team come back and play against them. They always do well. Always. And the Padres have Matt Carpenter, who was great for the Yankees last year. And they have Rugnan Odor from two years ago, who was, you know, I have nothing against Rugnan Odor. He's not good. My whole issue with him was always what he represented. And he represented the Yankees being cheap and not, um, you know, not putting any regard at all into their bench that season. They haven't again this season, so no surprise there. But... It was more about what Rugnick represented rather than him, the player. So it won't surprise me if he, both he and Carpenter go off this weekend. Shouldn't surprise anyone. That's that's what the ex-Yankees do against the Yankees. And then you've got old friend Bogarts from the Red Sox coming back to town. Machado won't play. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I don't have a good feeling going in this weekend. And on Friday night, Randy Vasquez will make his major league debut starting for the Yankees because Herman's suspended against Joe Musgrove, who's had a terrible season. 
But Joe Musgrove, he's got no-hit stuff. He's thrown a no-hitter in the majors. And he is the exact type of guy that can go out and shut the Yankees down. Right-handed guy, throws hard, great breaking stuff. That's not a good matchup for the Yankees, let alone this Yankees team that is just putting out, you know, two-thirds of the lineup. Six out of the nine hitters on Thursday night are career below league average hitters for every metric. You know, just straight slash line, you know, OPS plus, WRC plus, whatever, below league average hitters for the careers. Six out of nine guys. Just Judge, Torres, and Rizzo are the only above average guys. So you must grove on Friday night. Then you go to Saturday afternoon. Severino's on the mound. Okay, you feel good about that. But Michael Waka is on the mound for the Padres. And Michael Waka's not any good. But if you go back the last few years when he was with Boston, when he was with Tampa, he pitched really well against the Yankees. So another bad matchup there for the Yankees. And then on Sunday, you've got you Darvish, who at any time can go out and just, you know, throw a complete game shutout. You wouldn't be surprised against Garrett Cole, who... I don't know what to expect from him. He was really bad on Tuesday. He's been really bad in May. He's got less strikeouts than innings pitch, which is shocking for him. A lot of runs, a lot of home runs, six home runs in 27 innings, only 26 Ks. A lot of hits, a lot of runs, a lot of walks, not a lot of Ks. It's been a bad month for him, and it coincides with all the, the sticky stuff cracked down on the Yankees. Whatever he did post-2021 to get back on track, I don't know if he's just laying low right now, trying to not use anything. To, to avoid questioning, to avoid suspension. He can't pitch past the fifth inning. He hasn't gotten more than 15 outs in three of his last five starts. We're, we're in April. He's given seven. He's going eight. He threw a complete game shutout. So I don't know what to expect from him on Sunday against a Padres lineup that is really deep. Tatis, Cronenworth, Bogarts, Soto, Juan Soto. You had Carpenter in there. Odor who's probably going to hit one out this weekend. It's a good thing Machado's not in there. Because that would just be even worse. So I don't have a good feeling about this weekend. This is the this is it. Monday, come Monday's podcast. I don't know that there'll be a podcast before Monday just because of the, how the weekend plays out with night game, day game, day game. No, maybe something crazy happens. But between now and Monday's podcast, we'll have the first checkpoint, measuring point, whatever you want to call it, of the season. And this is a critical series for the Yankees. Home series against a team that hasn't been good. Expect them to win this series. Given the state of the offense, it's hard to expect them to do anything. So that'll do it for today. Yankees, Padres begins on Friday night. Randy Vazquez with his Major League debut. I'll be back after, I don't know if it will be Friday's game or Saturday or Sunday, but at some point to recap this weekend and the Padres series. So thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.